I want to say this. God loves you. God is not mad at you. God is not out to get you. God's not trying to hurt you. Please believe the truth that Jesus Christ loved you. He is the God. He took the fall for you. The appropriate measure of, of punishment that we did deserve, it was put on to Jesus. So you, you realize this, then you call on his name. Hey friends, you're listening to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Join us today as we pick up last week's conversation with speaker and advocate for Christian apologetics, Alex McFarland. In this continued interview, Alex shares more about his latest apologetics resources for kids, teens, and young adults, including how to debunk common myths about Christianity. He dives into the difference between the awareness of Christ versus the acceptance of Christ as Lord and Savior, and the process of how to lead people to salvation. You guys, this is another enlightening and resourceful episode from Victor and Alex that you don't want to miss. You talked about the first books you dove into were apologetics, but the first book that I received from someone, I mean, right after I became a Christian, was The Cost of Discipleship oh. by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Man, hey, and that, I got, that, <laughs> that is meat. I got ruined right on. there. I really didn't know there was any other type of Christian than a disciple. And that really ruined me in that sense, because, and my wife as well, because that's just how we've always been. We've seen it. So there are so many dads, and I have been one, and at times I am one. We have children. You know, we don't know how to really disciple them. We We don't know how to give them a good worldview, you know, our, the best we do is keep them away from drugs, you know, it's yeah. like, but how can us Joe dads really help to keep our kids from going on a pretty bad path? Well, I often say this, um, men, the, the best thing you can do for your children is to love their mother. Okay. I got that. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah, and role model authenticity in front of them. And I'm not saying, you know, this fake religiosity, right, right. but be a, be a Jesus man. Don't be too proud to let it be known, hey, everything that I am I owe to Jesus. Um, we are going to have uh, family devotions. And, and let me just say, listen, I know we're a wired-up 24-7 yeah. mobile device world. Try, folks, try to have meal time together. Uh, Victor, there was a study of America's prisons, and one of the uh, groups that is least likely to have kids get incarcerated are Jewish families. And they were like, okay, what is the reason for this? Well, Jewish families of any demographic are the most likely to still have family meal time. Interesting. Like four or five nights a week at least. Hey, y'all hear that, guys? And having a meal, breaking bread together, and I'm talking about an unplugged meal. Okay. Leave the phone. Read me. Leave the iPad. There, over the breaking of bread, there is the imparting of values, and so mom and dad love each other. Uh, let me just say, men, treat your wife with respect. Yeah. Don't you let your kids ever see you give your wife a verbal beatdown. And if they do, 
humble yourself. Yes. I've been there. Just humble yourself and go. I can't tell you how many times I had to sit my kids down and said, hey, guys, the way Dad acted a little bit ago, first of all, that's not a good representation of God. That's me and my flesh, my stinking flesh, and and I'm sorry, and I want to apologize to your mom in front of y'all. Will y'all forgive me? See, that's very masculine and manly to do that. And a lot of kids, Francis Schaeffer was a, a great Christian thinker, and he said it's from our heavenly it's from our earthly father that we get an opinion of our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids, not all, but many, have, have had such a twisted up experience with their earthly father that they have a skewed opinion of the heavenly father. They get imprinted, right? They do. They do get imprinted. And so, so parents, I mean, I could say this, pray, be equipped, look for opportunities, and then be consistent. Okay, now, do you, Alex, have a book that, like me, a typical dad could get and kind of help teach our kids, even if we did, like, you know, one chapter a week and just talked about it. Do do you have one of those resources? We do. Thank you for asking very much. Thanks. Well, we're desperate. That's why I'm asking. Well, I wrote a book. Um, If you have children, say, 5 to 12, from, from childhood to early adolescence, I wrote a book called The 21 Toughest Questions Your Kids Will Ask About Christianity interviewed several hundred families. I mean, we worked on this book over three years, Mm. and it was published by Tyndale Publishers and Focus on the Family. Uh, We did a DVD curriculum that won an award, I'm proud to say, a year ago won Best Video Curriculum. I give God the glory. But if you just go on any of the online booksellers or go to your local Christian bookstore, you'll find it. But um, the 21 toughest questions your kids will ask about Christianity. Now, if if you're you know, full-out high schoolers, teenagers, I wrote a book called Stand, Core Truth You Must Know for an Unshakable Faith. And it's just the basics of Christianity and how to live it. If you're 20-somethings in college, I wrote a book for Bethany House, which is part of Baker Publishers, and it's called The God You Thought You Knew. Oh, that's good. Exposing 10 Common Myths About Christianity. Now, for every chapter in that book, we've got a myth and a truth. Now, I was at many secular colleges all around the nation interviewing college sophomores, seniors, and they would, a myth, Christianity is intolerant and judgmental. Well, the truth, God says, I love you, whosoever will may come. Myth, Christianity is based on faith rather than science. And we explore um, a lot of the misconceptions. A lot of times, skeptics, even, they'll ask questions the wrong way. Okay. They'll be like... um, do you believe in God or do you believe in science? Well, they're not mutually exclusive. God, right. I mean, so um, they have to, we have to rephrase the question for them. Exactly. We, we part of our job as ministers is helping people ask the right questions so they can get the right answer. But I would say the the twenty one questions book that I wrote for parents of children. Mm-hmm. Mom and Dad, before you can pass on a biblical worldview, sometimes you might have to do a little remedial work and shore up your own no, absolutely. walk and witness. I mean, can we actually learn? Because I've done that. I didn't know how to type. You know, even when I was at a level of success, I just had people do it for me. So I actually, when we, my wife was homeschooling, I kind of cheated and learned how to type on their little stuff. These books, if we're going through it with them, will it help us? I believe so. I believe so. I mean, what we have here is an opportunity. Right. I mean, you know, we could talk about some of the cultural indicators, and there's things of concern. We have an opportunity here. 
Because you know what? I mean, we can get in the Word, we can refresh ourselves, fall in love with Jesus all over again, and see the Spirit of God move. And I would say every Christian, seek the presence of God like you would seek your next breath of oxygen. What does that mean? How do you seek it? Do you do you just hold still? Do you play music? What I mean? Well, that that's a great question. Um, number one, make sure that you're really saved. Um, hey, Victor, when I accepted Christ at 21, I'd been a church member since about age 13. Wow. I mean, I was a church member about eight years. So you heard it all. Yeah. I again mean, and again and I grew again. up in the Bible Belt. And I went to church, you know, but... Uh, well, what was that thing that... What was that one moment? What, why then? What happened? Well, let me tell you. I'll, I'll be quick, but look, this is a key moment. I was going to this Bible study. I was a college student. Okay. And, you know, it says um, in John three sixteen, believe. I'm like, sure, I believe there's a God. I, I, I know what Easter is. I believe Jesus died on the cross. I, I'm, I'm aware of that. Okay. Teacher's teaching, and he goes... There's two different words. James 2, verse 19, the devils believe yet tremble. I'm like, whoa, the devil is a believer? Well, he goes, in the original language, James 2, 19, is a word that means awareness of a fact. Wow. John three sixteen, John six forty, Romans 10, 13, Acts 16, 31, believe in the... That's a word more than just recognition of a fact. It means connection in your heart, intimacy, obedience, yieldedness. Wow. See, you could ask the devil. The devil has a really good doctrinal statement. We could say, are you aware God exists? Even saying, oh, yes, I'm aware of that. Did you know Jesus rose from the dead? He's coming again. Even Satan could say, oh, yes, I'm aware of that. But salvation is not mere awareness of God. It is that you've opened your heart and you've said, Lord, come in. Uh, Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. And if anyone hears this and, and you're wondering about all this, listen, it's, it's so easy. Admit that you're a sinner. Say, God, I'm sorry. I know I've sinned. I've done wrong. I believe Jesus. He is the Son of God who died for the world. I was in a college class. I'm processing all this. And I'm thinking about John 3.16. Hmm. And I, I, I realized that Jesus died for the world, but Jesus laid down his life for Alex McFarlane. Hmm. I'm in a college class fighting back the tears. Oh, wow. it, it really cut me to know that, yes, he died for the whole world, but he died for Alex McFarlane. I want to say this. God loves you. God mm. is not mad at you. God is not out to get you. God's not trying to hurt you. Please believe the truth mm. that Jesus Christ loved you. He is the guy. He took the fall for you. The appropriate measure of, of punishment that we did deserve, it was put on to Jesus. Mm. So you, you realize this, then you call on his name. And Victor, the Bible uses the word repentance. That's a big word, but it's very simple. It means to turn around, to do a U-E. Okay. If, you're, if you're going down the wrong street, turn the other direction. And repentance means that you're going to turn from sin to Christ. All you got to say is, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm turning to you. Jesus, please forgive me. Please save me. Please help me to live for you. Mm. And I love, I know I quote a lot of Bible. But the Bible, that's our that's our it's book. It's the bestseller, isn't it's it? It's the book, man. Okay. John six thirty seven. This is Jesus' word. He said, The one who comes to me I will not reject. That's good. So listener, if you will come to Jesus right now, he will receive you. He's promised. Jesus is not gonna lie to you. Well now, 
but what if they feel in their heart, you know, they're listening right now and they, they're kind of going back and forth. What if they're worried they're not going to be able to live up to a good Christian standard because of practices they have right now? You know, we don't have to live up to anything because he is the righteous one. Now, should we try to obey God and grow? But there, there's kind of two sides to this coin. There's Christian birth, okay. but there's Christian growth. Okay. Christian birth is when I open my heart and I trust Jesus. And you can call it faith, trust, salvation, belief. But when that moment when you come and say, Lord Jesus, please save me. That's Christian birth. And we're made perfect before God, right? In the eyes of God. Isn't perfect. That, isn't that beautiful? And then here, here's what I like about this deal. God actually will give us his Holy Spirit in us. And that helps us in that, you, that process. The big word is sanctification, you know, growing and all that. But he, he will empower us supernaturally. He's not leaving... You know, you to like, hey, you ship up now. You know, you no, he'll give us because I remember he did it for me. Yeah, and amen. uh, You know what? When I was in my teen years, um, I had a really bad mouth and I cursed a lot. And I'm I'm ashamed to say, but I took the Lord's name in vain. And I would say, GD, and in that one of the Ten Commandments, you're not supposed to do that. That's right. And I used to curse a blue streak, I didn't feel bad about it after I got saved. Um, something happened, and I almost let loose, and suddenly I didn't. And I thought, wow. And, Victor, I think the first time I was really cognizant, something's different. I was like, no, I'm not going to take the Lord's name in vain. And the reason I say that is because the Holy Spirit will indwell you. At the moment of salvation, this is Ephesians 4, verse 30. Um, you this, really know the Bible, bro. Well, I ain't kidding. I love the Word of God. I got to carry around an app to look uh, that stuff up. See, you don't, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to turn cartwheels. You don't think, oh, I can't be a Christian because, you know, that's a heavy load to carry. Look, it's all about what Jesus did. The Spirit of God will live within you and will guide you. And the beautiful thing is, um, with it, with every day we walk with Jesus. We begin to be more like Jesus, and the the sin nature, the flesh that causes us to do just stupid stuff, stupid stuff, destructive stuff. God helps that all get reined in. Mm. You know what? I mean, I used to get drunk multiple nights a week. I was playing in a band, going to college. Suddenly, I'm thinking, there's more to life. You know, um, we don't live for Jesus because we or like some slave and it's right. a burden. Right. Man, this guy gave me salvation and gave me his life. I want to live for him. And he loves me and, and there's a joy in it. But did you feel like a level of freedom? You started getting, kind of getting free from stuff? Yeah, I did. Got too. And do you know what? There, there was a guy who lived 354 to 430 named Augustine. And he got real saved. I mean, he was he was a playboy. Okay. And and Augustine, big leader in Christian history, he's walking down the street and he passed a brothel mm. where he used to go. And one of the prostitutes said, Augustine, Augustine, it is I. And he kept walking. He said, yeah, but it is no longer I. Oh, my gosh. I never heard of that. It's not that's, a great, that's awesome. You know, I, um, I'd been a Christian three or four months, and I still played music. And, right. Um, I'm, you know, one by one, a lot of my guys came to Christ. But they were like, dude, you don't party anymore. You're, you're different. What's wrong with you? And I was like, you know, 
waking up on a Saturday morning in my own vomit, that's just not where right, I am. Right. And I said, you know, that's just not who I am anymore. And I don't miss anything, you know. And I'm in church. I thought I knew what friends were. And then I got into the family of God. And, man, talk about a group that really will love you unconditionally and be there for you. It's like you. I mean, I met you a couple of years ago, total stranger, and yet we're like family. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've known you my whole life. Well, for me, I'm drawn to warriors, and we all run in different lanes, right? But that's more natural to me, someone who I go, okay. And and I know a lot of people listening right now, they go, well, I've seen plenty of hypocrites. And, sure. and you know, what I realized, <laughs> if we were honest, I met a lot of hypocrites in the bars. I mean, you know, we're getting loaded. We're, you know, we're we're acting like we're, you know, girls. Oh, I love you just to get sex. You know, they're sure. talking about hypocritical. But I'm really encouraged to hear your journey and for you to break it down in a way where, you know, the average person and even the person who's not a believer can hear it. So it's the last thing. We'll close. And I really don't want to, but we got to for Tom's sake. Did you pray a prayer in that classroom when you felt God's Spirit talk to you, or were you just kind of talking to Him? Does a person have to pray certain words? Because I didn't really. Yeah. But I'd heard the prayer, but I've led, you know, tens of thousands of people to Christ through a prayer. How do we nail that down before we close? Great question. Um there, there is something called the sinner's prayer, and we've all, as evangelists, we've done that. Is it in the Bible? Uh, not really, no. Okay. Um, I actually think you could, you could be born again, because in John chapter 3, where Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born from above. That's right. what it really means. That could happen without you necessarily reciting verbal words, but there's got to be in your heart, you say to God, and God can hear you, you're saying, Lord, save me. Um, Peter said, Lord, save me. But it's it's awareness of things, awareness that we're a sinner. Okay. We do deserve God's punishment because he's a holy yeah. God. We've broken his law. But then you're saying, wow, Jesus is not just a good man, but he is the God man. Yeah. And he died on that cross. He took the punishment. One of the best illustrations is this. I got a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. So I call with my MasterCard. I'm going to get a ticket. I know. That's right. And and the lady goes, okay, it's 167.50. Oh my! Yikes! Cornflakes! I know. So she types it in, and she goes, "Your ticket's been paid." Now, I don't know. I think the cop that pulled me is a fan. Okay. You know. And I said, "What?" She goes, "Let me type this number again. It's like 11 digit." And she goes, "Huh?" She goes, "Listen, I could take your credit card number. You can pay this ticket, or you can accept that the ticket has been paid for you. Do you accept?" I like that. I was very humble, and I said, I do. True story. Hickory, North Carolina, I 40. Here's the news, friend. Jesus paid your ticket. Mm. Now, you could pay it yourself, but it's time and eternity separated from God. Or right now, in your heart, by simple trust, you can can say, Jesus, you paid my ticket, and I I accept what you did. That's good. Now, if somebody out there is doing that now or will, and they want to. You know, they need to grow. What's what's the next step? Do they contact you? Do they 
email us? What do they do? God bless it. Well, you know, we have a booklet that we use in all of our crusades, and it's uh, titled, What Does God Say About My Relationship With Him? I will send you one for free. Um, our website is, well, the one I'll give you is my name, alexmcfarland.com, or you can call 877-YES-GOD-1. 877-Y-E-S-G-O-D, the number one. And, and if you say, hey, I, I need the booklet, just whatever, uh, we'll send that to you. And it's a little booklet just to help you. But I want to encourage you to read the Bible. Um, and don't be intimidated. Maybe the Gospel of John. That's in the New Testament. Just look for the word John or Mark. Mark is very short, 16 chapters. You read about 10 minutes a day. You'll read it in a, in a week or so. And just read it like a book, like yeah. you would a book. Because there's some good stories in oh, there. Oh, man. Right? It's the biography of Jesus. But go yeah. to church. Listen, here's the thing. There's Christian birth, and that happens in a moment. Okay. There's Christian growth. That happens over your lifetime. You need the encouragement of brothers and sisters. Find a good church because they will encourage you. Um, you will just blossom mm. like a flower. So um, get in the Word. Walk with Jesus. But, you know, if imagine a bonfire. If you pull a, one of those logs away, it might flame for a minute and it'll, it's going to go out right you need to stay connected friend and that's what the church is for if you made that decision find a good church and if you need some help finding a, a good church we can probably make some recommendations but be become all that the good lord who loves you intended you to be mm, that's solid thanks for the the wisdom of uh, that and just the insight today has been great thank you for taking the time and brother, I enjoyed it, man. Love you, man. I God bless you. Too. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time, 